The more time in between family holidays, the longer one has to forget about the trials and tribulations of the last one. A bit like childbirth, as my mother is wont to remind me, usually in situations that are beyond embarrassing. I need not give specific examples. There is really no circumstance in which a son should ever be party to that topic of conversation. No son has ever woken up in the morning and thought, ooh, you know what I'm in the mood for today, a spot of maternal vaginal banter. It should go without saying that images of my mother in the stirrups are not ones on which I would wish to linger, or arrive at in the first place, to be perfectly honest. Unfortunately, her propensity to talk about my strenuous labour is matched only by my father's propensity to discuss my apparently equally strenuous conception. Again, no time, place or universe exists in which that should ever be put into mine or indeed anybody else's mind. And yet, I realise, I've passed this on to you now, basically perpetuating the cycle of abuse. Yet possibly because every time they broach these topics of conversation, I enter into a kind of fugue state, even mental scars, as deep as these, can be healed with time. And it is time, the great healer, that can really come into its own when convincing a family that they might be ready again to load up the wheelie bags, Louis Vuitton, cancel the paper, Telegraph, and brave another trip into parts unknown, basically anywhere outside Putney. Recollections of the blazing row you had with mum and dad over your role in encouraging your little sister to get her hair cornrowed by a Jamaican man on the beach, which, while an admirable attempt to engage with a different culture, did not go down well come autumn term at the ladies' college, can fade as quickly as that year's tan. The memories of a tedious excursion to the Derwent Pencil Museum, a leaden experience in every sense of the word, which at the time felt like it might push you to the brink of jamming a pair of the exhibits into your retinas, as your mother lined you up for a ten-minute photo shoot next to the world's biggest pencil, will soon be recalled with, dare I even say it, wistful reminiscence. It will all be looked back on with gratitude, or maybe just relief that the whole thing is over. I'm told kidnap victims feel similarly confused feelings. In short, with time, everything can fade. Other than tattoos. As anyone who's ever got spontaneous ink done on holiday knows, it will be with you for life that and some STDs. But more on that later. The tattoos, not the STDs. This is about family holidays. Don't worry, it doesn't get that weird. Well, not in that way. It always struck me as odd that people would be jealous at school of the kids who went away on holiday with their families in the half-terms, as well as at Christmas, Easter and summer. This was seen as a luxury enjoyed only by the jet-setting few, whose parents could afford to whisk them off to the Maldives for ten days scuba diving whilst I was stuck on an arts and crafts course in Richmond, run by a caftan-clad cat lady with anger management issues. Like an upper-middle-class version of Guantanamo Bay and just as guaranteed to break your spirit. But as I sat there, strapped to my potter's wheel, being told by Miss Mallard, name change for legal reasons, that men could never be trusted and the only thing you could truly rely upon emotionally in life had four legs and licked itself clean, I never felt jealous for a minute of my even posher posh friends swimming with the turtles. For as I'm sure Miss Mallard had thought to herself as she topped up her coffee mug with gin that day in yet another attempt to get through till lunch, it is possible to have too much of a good thing. Trial Separation The first piece of advice I would give you when preparing for a family holiday is this. It is of paramount importance to have a period of exile from your family in the lead-up to a holiday. The more extended this period can be, the better it will serve you. 
It will act as a much-needed palate cleanser from your nearest and dearest's foibles and follies. An emotional sorbet, if you will. Just a little circuit breaker which could last anywhere between six and eight months. Just enough time to forget everything about them that annoys you. Maybe even a year. This state of separation is obviously made considerably easier if said nearest and dearest have decided to pack you off each term to a boarding school hundreds of miles away. Your palate is so cleansed by the end of most terms, you've completely forgotten the taste altogether. If you're not in the fortunate situation of living in a separate county to them for three quarters of the year, and have the cold, harsh reality of living under the same roof as your parents every day of the week, then finding a more creative solution is essential. Maybe in the week before the holiday, you could book yourself into a nice hotel in London for a few nights. A little staycation before the vacation. Doesn't have to be the Ritz. 